This episode of The Break Room is brought to you by Vapor for Life. It's 2014, and it's time for you to stop smoking and start vaping. My wife, Crystal, has been vaping with Vapor for Life for three years and has lost that middle-of-the-night cough and is saving a ton of money. Go to breakroom.tv, click on the Vapor for Life banner, and enter free ship US at checkout to get free shipping on orders of $50 or more. Stop smoking and stop... or start vaping. (laughs) You're getting a circle jerk while your parents are having sex. This program is designed to alert you to some of the dangers of street crime. KTBR! Break room! Let's move on, cause it's time to move on. Hear the drummer get wicked! You want to sing the Tuck My Wiener song? Tuck my wiener, tuck my wiener. One of you women, tuck my wiener. I don't want to pee on myself. Tuck my wiener, tuck the wiener. than a speeding bullet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. More powerful than a locomotive. <laughs> Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. <laughs> Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's the break room. Yes, it's the break room. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. The break room. Who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who disguised as Mark Hudson, Thomas the Tank, and Dirty Dirty Dustin, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. And now, another exciting episode in the adventures of The Break Room. Podcasting live from the Break Room Towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. This is Mark Hudson and Dustin Taylor. This might be the worst show ever. We just started. (laughs) Episode 198 of The Break Room. It's me, Mark Hudson Show. Dirty, dirty Dustin and House Money over here. House your name is just Money. Mark. Mark, Mark the Mark show. Hudson Show is your name. My last name is Show, Mister Show. According the to him, stupidest name ever. Mister Show is a pretty successful this series, so I think Hudson if show. I name this myself after Mister show. show, okay, that's not will, your series. Though. I will probably get <laughs> SEO results, and we can get higher in the charts and become the number one podcast. Okay, in the world. well if that happens, then fine. I'm still not going to call you that. Yeah, I won't either. But if it works for Adam advantage, Curry, we can let other people say it. Adam Curry, we're coming for your ass. Again. That's right. <laughs> Again. I don't think that's right. Part, that's right. Part two. So, I make there, more than both of you. How's everybody's ass this week? I think that answers it. That answers that one. Pretty rough. Mine's pretty good. I think we can move on to uh, voicemails. Excellent. Uh, that's a nice looking anus you got there. 
Hey, everybody, it's self-talking is 13. I just wanted to let Nate know that Chavo was the best singer of Black Flag, not Henry Rollins. And that I, I, I would like it very much if you'd come see me in my small window of the shack. I'd like to eat those sweet cheeks. Your cheese meat looks pretty nice. I want to slash it off and turn it into tacos. Did he say Charo? Dr. Frank and 13 Stein. Charo Golly. was the best lead singer of the... Uh, he called himself like soft-talking <clears throat> F-13. Soft-talking F-13. After the terrible character from last week. Yeah. Hey, guys. How's it going? Excited for that one. I think he said Charo was the best lead singer of Black Flag. <laughs> I think he did, too. Yeah. But he also wanted to eat somebody's ass as a taco, so, you know, Ooh. how much can you trust with that Holy guy? Holy crap. What? Is that four and a half minutes long? There's a lot of dialogue on that. There's no, a lot it's of not. It's only a minute 53. Text-to-speech on that one. Okay. Hey, guys. It's uh, Rick. Uh, I've been listening to your show for about six months now, and I just finished episode 197. This is uh, a from Twitter, I believe. I believe. <laughs> Sweet. And I'm officially labeling it my double boner episode of the year. Well, first, I was surprised to hear that your guest was uh, one of my favorites on Twitter, a homosexual, uh, Nate. And then when you guys did your show review, well, I'm not totally on board with Justified. I am definitely all in when it comes to True Detective. And I was really happy to hear you guys start talking about that and reviewing it. I think the show is great. And I understand your man crushes on Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Which leads me to my question of the week. How good would a show have to be for you to keep watching it if there was 100% male frontal nudity at all times? Every male actor on the show was completely nude and always shot from the front, always with penis exposed. Like, we can agree that Breaking Bad was a fantastic show. <laughs> but would you watch Breaking Bad for all those seasons if Walter's Walter was hanging out all the time? Uh, would you watch Breaking, uh, uh, Walking Dead if everyone, if every male character was nude? Now, I'm working on the assumption that you're not a fan of male frontal nudity, which I understand. So assuming that you're not, how good does that program have to be? Like, which shows would you draw the line? Like, I'll watch this one. I don't care how many dongs I have to look at, but this show I can't handle. So that's all. I'm just, just curious. Thanks. Have a good one. Well, thanks, Sinkafet, for the Young crazy good piece. question. <laughs> Why don't you start it off, Thomas? Uh, I am not a fan of male genitalia. I mean, I'm glad it exists. So I'm glad I have a dingus. I'm not a fan of other people's male genitalia. I'm a penis. fan of mine. Sure. Uh, man, I don't know that there's a show on television that I would watch if it was all... First of all, I, th- I feel like the show is very limiting if you're only ever seeing the fronts of people. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I feel like that's yeah. minimizing the show quite a bit. It does limit your angles. <clears throat> but it looks like a pink cock with swirls. I'm not sure there's any TV show in the existence of history that I would continue to... Now, if everyone was Waiters. nude and I'm getting a good portion of... May- of you know, now the rule female is nudity. no female nudity, all male nudity. Okay, if that's going to happen, the then I'm going to pick none of those. The shows. only clothing they get to wear matter. is like on Walking Dead. Rick can wear his gun belt on, on top of his exposed oh, right. Rick. Exactly. Okay, yeah, I don't think I would watch anything. Giant Christmassy cocks. Not uh, 
don't know what that has to do with Christmas, but wouldn't uh, I mean ultimately wouldn't you get desensitized to the wiener and it just become another show? Yeah, probably. But if I w- went into the show knowing that every dude in the show only faces forward and only ever Cock has a, a penis hanging out, I probably wouldn't watch it. My diarrhea naked ass. God, that shouldn't be part of it. I don't. Yeah, is if you're not seeing the back. <laughs> well, didn't say you wouldn't see. Might get a three quarter ass shot or something. <laughs> we say if there's an erection. I don't penis. think there's any show as much as I loved Breaking Bad. I don't think there's any show worth seeing male junk. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really bother. Like watching Spartacus or whatever. It doesn't really bother. Okay, me that see, much. I'm not that's, a fan that's of it. an example of there is a lot of male junk in there, but there's also tons of woman in there. True, it's awesome. That makes it worth. Sitting through the on this. I just think it would make anything awkward. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sitting around talking just with your junk out. It's just not what anybody well, does. Parks, like, Parks and Rec. And I mean, we do that on this show, but yeah. it's not normal as much on as most I would, shows. Yeah. On, on the other side, as much as I would love to see where, you know, we just watched an episode of a show we'll talk about later where there was an amazing nude scene in it. Like, as much as that would be awesome all the time, I feel like overall I'd the be... misogynistic part of the show. I'd be really desensitized to nudity in general <laughs> if all the shows were just people naked all the time. I'm going to lie. I blew a nut in that <laughs> horse. I just, yeah, I just think it would be awkward. It's not necessarily, I mean, maybe eventually, like you say, you wouldn't care anymore. Yeah. But at first it would be kind of like, okay, uh, it's just seeing this a lot. Donkey show. And it's just weird, you know, like Walter's sitting there eating his you know, <laughs> breakfast and he's got his junk hanging out. And as soon as he stands up, his cock lands in his eggs. <laughs> it's weird. That's a weird thing to see. Yeah. It would it would prevent present more awkward situations. Yeah. I love my horse cock. I don't know. I, I think I would just get... I like how Mark is viciously scrolling through every page <laughs> to find anything with penis in it. I don't get much chance to viciously scroll through the pages. Uh, I'm not good at it like Dustin, I know, so... I'm just saying... <laughs> It's what kind I of funny to watch. I don't know. I, I know you're the you're Mr. Liberal. That's all cool, with, you know everything, and you think it'd be all cool. But at first, I think even you would be a little bit. Oh yeah, it'd be a little. Um, I don't know. Dissuading's the right word. A little shocking, perhaps. Yeah. But I think I think it'd just be uh, awkward. I think just like you know, full on triple X porn. I think you get this. You get desensitized to it a bit. You know. Yeah, forget. I'm sure you could. Forget cocking the eggs, man. I mean, think about just like walking <laughs> wait, around. Like, cocking the eggs? He said him a little while ago. He stand oh. up and his cock falls oh, in his I see. eggs. Okay. I, like, it's like, is just, that a new band name? Like, cocking the like eggs? Just like him walking towards the camera and it's swinging back and fro, to and fro. You know, that's just yeah. that's awkward. No penis to, is odd. Nobody anyway. wants to see that. Yeah, nobody likes it. It's made to man. be. It's made to be tucked away somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Taste, where, tastefully tucked. Tuck, exactly. Where did that song come from? What? The Tuckett song on the... Oh, that was the uh, Jillian Michaels podcast. She was talking about a song she sings to her son um, about peeing, like teaching him how to pee. And they decided to sing a song to him because he's like two or whatever. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, hilarious. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah. So, thanks for that awesome, awesome question of the week. Yeah, indeed. Uh, If you want to send more questions of the week to us, how would they do that, Dustin? How would they? I don't know. Let's just move on then. Scroll through out, viciously go, out, looking out, for go, a out. phone number. 469-665-9827. Live from the break room towers near a tire fire, this is the KTBR Eyewitness News with your anchor, Mark Hudson, Dustin Taylor with weather, Thomas the Tank with animal sports and our global army of award-winning reporters. And now, here's the five-time Blue Bonnet Award winner for his investigative reports on the sex lives of Trans-Siberian Aleutian Eskimos. Here's Mark Hudson. 
yeah. I like how we're still near a tire fire. <laughs> it's constantly and secondly, going. you're the only one that ever gets awards from this bullshit new segment. Fuck? My FICO score I can't says help that it. I am in the above average territory. <laughs> Turn, Turn down the, the music. Turn down the music. Here comes a crazy brag. Oh, is there another one? Yeah, go ahead. Oh. My FICO score no, not says that one. I'm I saying. am in the above He's average about to give us another territory. One. Yeah. I make more than both of you. <laughs> I want you to use the biggest probe you can find. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. What were we going to say? Dateline, Los Angeles. No. I score award every podcaster it. out there. You took him off his rhythm, Dustin. No. Dateline, Sorry. Los Angeles. I'm an award-winning, Blue Bonnet award-winning newscaster. Why are you the only one that ever gets awards in this bullshit <laughs> news segment? That's what the people put me up for. They, I only, word, I only uh, you know, won the Indian Paintbrush Award. <laughs> I wasn't able to get the Blue Bonnet Award. <laughs> it's like the Junior League version. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not as good. Yeah. Someday you, too, can get a Blue Bonnet Award. I maybe. hope so. Especially Thomas, you think with his annual sports reports, he would have won, won more awards than any of us. And yeah, the tire fire never stops burning. It's like the Olympic torch. It's they the just Olymp- throw new tires on it constantly. It's the Olympic torch of homeless. It just you can't let it go. You'll, the spirit of the homeless will wash upon the world, and that'll be it. We'll have no more homeless. Okay, well, wouldn't that be a good thing? Yeah. Well, you're homeless. I don't good think job. It, the Dayline only way Los to Angeles. get rid of the homeless is to have a constant <laughs> tire fire. <laughs> If we put the tire fire out, no one will be homeless anymore? No. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying, I don't, never mind. Well, if we have no one to look down upon. Oh, well. I mean, we God. have to keep it How do we know how good we are then? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly, exactly what he's saying. It's all about perspective. What Dustin. do you think me and Dustin exist for? <laughs> to give me some perspective. My FICO scores. You have not won Blue Bonnet Awards like me. Dustin's only won the Indian paintbrush. <laughs> right, exactly. Totally inferior. Maybe we'll put Thomas up for animal sports this year. We should. For the chimpanzee that was riding a skateboard. Where does that shit even come from? Animal fucking sports. Maybe a bulldog running a uh, skateboard. Bulldog running skateboard? Riding a skateboard. Or chimpanzee riding on a Segway. Man, that sounds like... That would work, too. Sounds like there's some deep, penetrating insights from that shit. We'll go to your sports report for it. (laughs) Okay. Here's Thomas's report. Chimpanzee riding on a Segway. Chimpanzee riding on a Segway. Chimpanzee riding on a Segway. Okay, we don't have to listen to the whole thing. All right. Dateline, Los Angeles. Do you guys enjoy chicken? Do you guys like some chicken? <laughs> sure, why not? Do you enjoy fried chicken? I had... Re- I had yeah, yeah, sure, why not? How about chocolate fried chicken? No. Because there's a new um, restaurant opening up in Los Angeles called Choco Chicken. And this is not an April Fool's post. Uh, you weirdo listeners in Los Angeles, none of you go to that, please. Did you hear about this? Have you guys heard about this? I did hear about this. Uh, Chef Adam Fleischman, who is... Thank you, up. Los Angeles, for supporting us yet again. Yeah. Some of the biggest downloads of the month. Umami Burger in 800 Degrees has decided he's going to open up an entire joint dedicated only to chocolate-covered fried chicken. This isn't That's as weird. bad as it sounds And it's not, like. it's not like mole. It's not mole sauce, he says. It's not just a light dip. Like, it is a full-on chocolate batter. Yeah. It's a chocolate batter. It's okay. it's it's chocolate mixed into the batter, right? It's not like full chocolate yeah. batter. It's full. I, it's well. I assume it's not like a layer of uh, peanut butter and chocolate on the outside. Although that sounds kind of delicious. Oh, on chicken. God, on yeah. chicken? No, yeah. you'd probably like it better than you think. It's just like chocolate mixed into the batter. Yeah, I guess. It, I guess it so. makes it seem like it. I don't know. It could be all right. He it's says it like, has a crack it's not factor. Like he fries. Could be interesting. Yeah, he fries. Could be. It's not like he fries the chicken and then just drizzles chocolate all over. Like that's our new futurist segment. Could yeah. be interesting. Yeah, it could be. Exactly. Uh, he says that uh, that's not all there will be. There will also be biscuits, sides, beer, wine, cocktails, all made of, all made out of, of chocolate. with chocolate batter. Mm. Beer? That's weird. Yeasty 
chocolate beer. So did you guys do you guys know who Gordon Ramsay is? Are we the, done with no, the TV story? chef? We are done. Uh, he's the guy that yells at Next everybody story. on the Master Chef. Yes, I do know who that is. Yes. Yeah. Did you know that he had a midget porn star lookalike? I did not know that. And did you know that that midget porn star lookalike was eaten by a badger? I uh, didn't know any of the above. No. Oh my god! How big is the badger? I don't know. Well, this guy was only 107 centimeters, which is three foot six. Hmm. Is uh, this guy's name was Percy Foster? He made quite a bit of money being able to imitate imitate uh, Gordon Ramsay really? in porns. Yeah. In How porns? many Gor- Gordon Ramsay porn demands are there? He's like going to these fake restaurants and like yell at people and then and whip out so, your midget in order to turn talk. around the restaurant. They got to get fucked in the ass by this guy or something. <laughs> He like, said, "What's the porn storyline there?" Well, apparently, Percy Foster said at one point, "Porn lookalikes get more money than normal actors. Dwarf lookalikes are as rare as hen's teeth and can, uh, and can so command <laughs> top dollar." So, I, 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 but yeah, they found him there. They don't know if they committed suicide and then the badger dragged his body away, or if he was actually attacked Time by a badger suicide. and then was dragged to the badger's cave. Hmm. Yeah, they said they discovered his body partially gnawed in the bar, the badger uh, burrow. That's never good. Yeah, <clears throat> you don't want to be discovered partially gnawed. Mm, you went out kind of badly, probably. Uh, mark that. But if you're going to go out, why not go out being eaten by a badger? Because no, you badger, badger, I don't want to be eaten by anything. Because then you're discovered partially gnawed. Like yeah. I said, you don't want to be but discovered But you were a midget way. porn star. Well, no, nah, I wouldn't be. That looked like I, Gordon Ramsay. I would just be some loser that got eaten by a, you know, <laughs> by a badger. That's true. That what, suck. Most, what most people don't know is that you are a midget porn star. Yeah. And you bear a strong resemblance to Dave Letterman. People don't know that. Well, purpose. now they know. Now they know. That's, this isn't David Letterman. That. You don't see the resemblance? No. It looks just like David Letterman, except with a... Save with it, like, okay. Save it for Pop Santa Stock when like, we talk about it. <laughs> midget, <laughs> midget, fing- <laughs> midget fingers. Sausage fingers. What's wrong with Pop you? Pop Santa Stock. <laughs> when we go to <laughs> Cleveland in front of the Football Hall of exactly. Fame, we have <laughs> we're doing our tour from San Antonio to Los Angeles, Pop Santa Stock, to Washington D.C. for all, all the listeners, all four podcasts lining up. Exactly, I mentioned San Antonio. Oh my bad. I thought we were gonna go to Cleveland now. And uh, we Cleveland uh, went down. Uh, oh, Baltimore is up. United so we Kingdom go to is one of our like bigger. It is. It's uh, our biggest international. Country. International, yeah. Maybe we should go. to Mexico Baltimore. is pretty close behind it. So we can go to Baltimore and find McNulty. <laughs> I'm sure he's around. Why mm-hmm. not? We can go to the corner and get some we'll heroin. Just yell McNulty, run around asking for McNulty. Him. Exactly. We can score some heroin, get high, and turn into bubbles. We'll turn into three bubbles. That sounds great. Sounds like a <laughs> prosperous like life. A terrible. That's, terrible a, that's right up there with being found partially gnawed by a badger. <laughs> yeah, it really. And is. then we can all get eaten by badgers. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> we all do bear strong resemblances. But are uh, you serious? Midget porn stars. So which ones? Uh, Trisha, uh, Carrie, and Bill Clinton. Ah, okay. Who's Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton, the midget who looks like the actual Bill Clinton. <laughs> I bet which one of us. Oh. Since Thomas. you said we were all okay. Yeah, Thomas. I look like Bill Clinton. <laughs> it's pretty much an exact resemblance. <laughs> Whatever. Do, give us your best Bill Clinton impression. House money over there. I can't even do that. Come on, house money. God give it to it. us. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Old HM. <laughs> uh, you wanted a new nickname. Here it is. No, when did I want a new nickname? <laughs> off here. That's off here. God. Dateline Ireland. Saverio Belante reportedly stabbed his landlord, Tom O'Gorman, because he disagreed with the way that a chess game ended after they had been playing the game for one year. He then beat, well, first of all, he beat his landlord over the head with a dumbbell and then proceeded to rip out his heart and eat it. 
pretty much sounds like a game of Madden between you and I. That's true. <laughs> or uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. No, it's well, not well, really that, a competitive that game. Wasn't, it wasn't. We didn't play against each other in that one. So, but yeah, Madden the. Uh, First Super of all, Nintendo version. You, I, I ripped Marcus's anus out during a game of uh, Words with Friends, so I can understand that. It's just because I had a hernia. Yeah, so it's okay. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, then it I... It actually helped. I was yeah, hoping it would I got it replaced it with a robot colon, so I'm fine now. Unfortunately, it helped you. Yeah. Didn't have the desired effect. I got all life. the free drugs I wanted, so it was fine. Do Makes robots sense. have colons? And I fed the colon to a badger. How do they get rid of their bad oil? They need to replace it or they get an oil change. Just Where do you think it goes? Seep it out of some holes? I don't know. Well, they have they have like solid waste. They have the chunks of oil that's into the vagina that. and out the ass. The liquid get, gets passed out the robot wiener. Oil in a robot is not like blood in a human. It's similar. I'm sorry. No, How many robots do you really. know? Who's the robot expert here? Me or you? Me. Obviously. I think. Neither. Neither I'm a programmer. Yes. I know robots. Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> you don't know I'll robots. Give a fucking ass. I watch Small Wonder. I think I know about <laughs> robots. Good call on that one. I watch ER. I must be a certified surgeon. You are. And you also look like Bill Clinton. God, midget Bill Clinton. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, apparently when police came, uh, and then they came to arrest the guy, um, they said that the guys, the landlord, who apparently was a policy researcher for a conservative Catholic think tank in Ireland, so really unnecessary factoid. Yeah, it just, it sounds like a completely made up time. <laughs> yeah, let's start a think tank. I don't know what we think could. about a policy researcher for a it's Catholic think tank. Think tank. What yeah. do we use floors fifty two through fifty eight of the Brick Room Towers as a think tank? <laughs> let's let's start a think tank and make some money. Keep Thomas's mimosas out of there, and we could just have people go up there and hmm. sit around and think. What are we going to be thinking about? Is the question. Uh, who knows? New episode content. Maybe. Yeah, God um, knows we need it. People who look like midgets, who look like celebrities. Oh, why does God knows we need it when we actually have like five of them <laughs> planned out in a row? What's wrong with you? It's off air. What are you talking about off air stuff? Well, you stuff started it. <laughs> uh, Pull the curtains together. Close them <laughs> off. While Balenti claimed that he had eaten the heart, police say he they found his heart actually still in the guy's chest, so he probably actually ate the guy's lung instead. God, that seems really disgusting. Say it's a nicotine lung. Oh, who knows what the fuck? And they said it's not sure like. if Gorman was dead at the time when he opened up his chest and when ate, he ate his, his lung? lung. Yeah, this was a game of chess, right? I think this is how the relationship will end between Dustin and Thomas someday. It could. Thomas will probably hit Dustin over the head. I ate one of his lungs chair. already. Yeah, but that was during Madden, like we were talking about before. Yeah, but you got him a, a robot lung to replace. Him I with. did. I'm glad I have this robot of human <laughs> organs that I can just give people whenever I rip Colon, them out of them. lungs. So, Mr. All-Knowing Robot Guy, they have lungs, too? Sure. <laughs> that makes sense. They have to process all the various gases in the world and oh fart them God. out through the robot anuses. Robot anuses. As, as a pure oxygen. <laughs> they clean the air. Through the robot imuses? Imuses, yeah. The Don, robot Don imuses. <laughs> we send these robots to uh, polluted robots. worlds full of methane. Meth- methane? Methane. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How much have you had to drink? So there are, one million, there are one million robots on the surface of Venus right now processing the methane, and they're farting it back out as pure oxygen. So we no. can some way have a habitable world upon Venus, although we will all melt. That's robots. a great story. I liked it. <laughs> Tell it again. Cool story, bro. <laughs> all right. One last story before we move on to our interviews. Uh, there is a guy in... Mayfair, Pennsylvania, that they are calling the Swiss cheese pervert. Uh, on how did they take your nickname? On like, Facebook, so unfortunate. <laughs> Facebook on Thursday, the town you're the Kraft Sigels pervert. I forgot. The, Never mind. Quote Mayfair Town Watch in Pennsylvania posted a warning that residents should please be aware of the quote Swiss cheese pervert. <laughs> the Jesus fucking Christ. Are you thinking you might want to have sex with me? The, he just pokes his penis right through the middle of a craft <laughs> single and walks around town. <laughs> he doesn't even unwrap it. 
<laughs> Doesn't even <laughs> Kind of looks like he's got a condom on. The uh, suspect in question allegedly drives around town and, quote, exposes himself to women. I don't know why it's in quotes. I can't control then, my horny level. Uh, is that a picture of him That's right a there? picture of him. Somebody captured a picture. Why does it say... He bears a supposedly va- exposes himself. He, he, and he also bears a vague resemblance to an old friend of ours. Does he? I'm bored. Someone and who horny plays guitar. <laughs> and he, the man apparently I'm off- good at either, folks. Andy Van Zant offers them money to watch him put Swiss cheese on his privates. They also he posted tells a photo the girl that he has a very large penis. <laughs> so the picture on this story shows a guy in just a blue polo shirt, rather you know not the most healthy of men, holding up a giant piece of Swiss cheese right over his dong. Yes. <laughs> A piece of Swiss cheese over his dong. Yeah. So apparently, uh, this guy. Mark that. <laughs> this guy sent a message to a woman on OKCupid okay as well and said he was looking for someone to perform masturbation on him with cheese. Do you masturbate? He also said, I developed this fetish to help me deal with my sexual urges. I found that women tend to like dairy products and settle on cheese to represent the girl. Thus, I started having sex with cheese. I like to use Swiss cheese and would wrap slices of the cheese around my penis, then masturbate. Now, though, after finding several girls to do it for me, I prefer having girls to do it for me instead of myself. And then they found they went further and discovered an ad on or a Reddit post from 2008. And the guy said, I have a big heart and it was crushed time and time again by the opposite sex. That and a very strong, strong sex drive. Well, I am lucky I never became a rapist. Consume some penis. My fetish grew out of desperation for sex with a woman. I started to compare girls to cheese due to their milky complexions. Wait, wait. Girls are soft, like smooth feeling. Cheese from a convenience store, and tend to like dairy products more. That and typical advertising always use a yes. girl to advertise dairy products. <laughs> He's pouring like the liquid cheese whiz at the convenience store on his crotch. So <laughs> going to town. So cheese is what I started to use as a replacement for having sex with girls. I tried many different kinds of cheese, but settled on Swiss as the best. First and foremost, if ever a picture of cheese is used, most holy. of the time they use a representation of Swiss. But also because it, of its eye patterns, texture, and the way it feels against my penis. Hmm. What do you think? What's the best cheese against your penis, Mark? I like a nice Gouda. <laughs> Obviously, but, it's Kraft Singles. We already went over this. No, Although, right. I will I say, we already talked about for its softness, if you dip your wiener into a nice round of brie, it's quite magnificent. You can kind of like form a cast it's, over Yeah, it. you can e- easily burrow your way in with your wiener. And just makes sense. It's nice and smooth. Yeah. Now, if you like a harder cheese, if you like it rough, go for something like that. It's like, like a that. cheese fleshlight, basically. Yeah, exactly. A cheese fleshlight. I like to wrap it in a nice rind and then fuck it. <laughs> that makes sense. You, you fit, say that about everything. You take a nice hard cheese rind, you fill <laughs> it with like some Pretty much like to wrap everything within a rind and you, then fuck it. You put it in the microwave for about 30 seconds and you fuck the shit out of it. Yeah. That's how of you course. do it. That's how you fuck some You're cheese. You're a rind fucker. That's what you've always been. Oh, God. I've been found out. Jesus Christ. I have to go. <laughs> They're taking my Blue Bonnet Awards away from me. <laughs> oh, 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 Cheese wiener. So, on that note, Thomas, what? What's an animal? How many sports? robot parts do you have? Huh? And yes, what's coming up next in robot sports? Robot uh, animal. animal sports. Sorry, <laughs> and robot animal sports. And we're going to do the interviews from the dudes. What dudes would that be? This may not be the greatest. I forget what they are. John and somebody. Uh, it's Joe and Nick from Found Footage <laughs> Festival. Uh, Thanks, John and somebody. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys haven't seen Found Footage Festival, it's awesome. Go every year when they come through Dallas, and you can buy their DVDs on their website. But it's two guys Did who you guys have a crocodile mark? they spend almost every week of every year looking Please for tell me you asked uh, them that. shitty, awkward old VHS tapes, and they did. compile them into a new movie every know, year. Though. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, it is, and it should be, and it will be. <laughs> so we're coming up. We're talking to Nick, and then we'll talk to Joe at right after that on the other side of the break. Uh oh.
listening to the break room. You can put it in your ass cheeks maybe. President of Hag. It's bad enough that Sega Genesis has the most 16-bit games, but this new Sonic the Hedgehog, oh, he really dust my doilies. They say he's incredibly fast. Well, what's the hurry, mister? <laughs> and about his attitude. Smarty pants. Why can't it be more like that nice boy, Mario? Oh, <laughs> Now, get Sonic free when you buy a Sega Genesis system at its new price of $149.99. Cinema has been around for over a hundred years. Its history is long and varied. Each film has a story to tell, and the 15-minute movie podcast covers the history of cinema through the actors, writers, directors, producers, and themes. Each episode, you'll find out about the history of movies in just 15 minutes. Go to 15mmp.com or check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, or Miro. Potato chips are going to cross your lips, keep them fresh, make them fine all the time. That's Pringles, not the Pringles. Not like chips in a bag, they don't stay fresh, it's a brag. Candles bag with busted pieces, get your hands full of greases. We've got whole crunchy chips, clean and crispy to your lips. It's Pringles, not the Pringles. Go for fresh because Pringles got them. We're back to the break room. Has anyone discovered what was driving him out of the crapper? I'm driving down Firewheel Parkway. You're not, though. You're right here. How? So. That's what he does on his off time. <laughs> just goes and drives down Firewheel Parkway. Just for the hell of it. Yeah, just drive up and down Firewheel Parkway. Driving down Firewheel Parkway. Uh, so well, a couple weeks ago. like you're drinking while you're driving down you think? Firewheel Parkway. This is all the Firewheel Parkway. <laughs> it is a little bit like that. I'm driving down Firewheel Parkway. <laughs> Firewheel. So a couple weeks ago. We went to the Texas Theater, which is where they found Lee Harvey Oswald, which we discussed on the JFK 50 episode of the show. Well, they found him outside of it. He was inside. I thought they found him outside. No, they found him inside. I thought they the tried to arrest him he outside. He was in the lobby. He was, they so found him sitting in, in the, the theater. Oh, okay. That's why they have that chair preserved. Well, yeah. I knew it was where you get all the, if you want to get the Lee Harvey power, you go sit in his Texas Theater. Did you, did you well, sit in it? there anymore. I masturbated into it and then sat mm. in it. It's not the original chair, so, so you don't get the power anymore. I gained the Lee Harvey power and my own power back in my what body. What exactly is the Lee Harvey power? Okay. The power to front rock bands. So anyway. That was failed. <laughs> well. I don't know where you're going with that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Failed bit. Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> well, I thought you were describing something. Are you done? Why don't we get to the controversy? What controversy? Get to the comment? Yeah, let's get to that. Well, the event that we went there for was kind of a trifecta between the Found Footage Festival, um, a magazine, which name I don't remember, and then found found vibe and then a uh, another guy that's like av club guy or something like that avgeeks.com avgeeks.com i thought it originally i thought it was the av club but just in the description but uh it turns out it was avgeek or geeks.com this guy has a bunch of videos on youtube like ten thousand. uh what do you call them what kind of videos you call like public safety videos or Mm, sure uh they were yeah they were like not necessarily public safety but they were 
you know, like stuff they would show in school. Instructional like, films. Get under your desk if there's yeah, a nuclear type, attack. Yeah, or right. Just random crap. And then how to use your junk or whatever. The and guy they from, had all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah. How to use your junk, huh? Yeah, that was guy, actually one of them. Yes. The guy from instructional, yeah. <laughs> anyways, the guy from Found Magazine was a guy who has a magazine that, surprisingly enough, um, he finds notes where people send him notes that they found. Just random shit. Random shit. And uh, so, he reads them out loud. Just a Laugh out tiny, loud. tiny quick hit of the overall show. I would say that the found footage guys and the uh, AV guy were definitely superior. And they were doing a, a supposed competition where they would each do a segment. Yeah. One of the video, or one of the each one of the video guys would do one video, and then the found guy would read one of his notes, and then people would vote. I think there were three rounds, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, and the, and the AV geeks guy actually ended up winning. He so. did, which fair enough. Uh, I like that because I hadn't seen it before. That was right, the right. thing about the found. What was footage. the video that won? You remember? Uh, well, the last one, they all did their sexy videos or whatever. They yeah. had unnecessary right. nudity or random nudity yeah. in it. Um, although the found guy, he could just read about stuff. Right, you read, about, read sex. about nudity. Yeah, because he was basically just reading. I his can't notes, believe it happened to me. Which awesome. I think that probably hurt him too. The fact he didn't have a video medium. I agree. But so anyway, um, as they're rotating around, uh, they each did their own segment, like Marcus said. And uh, at one point, since I like the found footage guys, I waited till they were done. Sorry, found guy, if you ever listen to this, but I, I took your opportunity to go to the restroom. <laughs> and uh, when I go in there, um, I run into one of the guys from found footage. It's Nick and who's the other guy? Joe. Joe. Ran into, Joe's the guy without the hat, right? Correct. Ran into Joe in the restroom. And uh, anyway, you know, I was obviously doing what you do in the restroom. And on the way out, he was by the sink. And I just made a comment to him like, so they don't give you like some kind of uh, special washroom in the back or something? You got to go pee with all the commenters? And he's like, yeah, man. They give you everything else, but I got to urinate with you guys. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, man, this guy has pretty good rapport. Yeah. Um, so I go back, and when we're leaving, I, run, I talk to Marcus about it. And I'm like, man, you know, it would be, pre- be pretty awesome if we got an interview, an interview with these guys from Found Footage. They seem like, you know, I talked to the one guy. He seems pretty personable. You know, maybe we can get a hold of him or something. <laughs> Mark obviously thinks it's a great idea. <laughs> So they proceed to go in and leave the theater, and uh, or not leave the theater, but go to the lobby. And anybody that's been to Texas theater, the lobby's not that big. We're kind of by these tables, which are right across from the bar. There's probably... Well, they're selling their merchandise. Maybe, yeah. They were selling their merchandise near the front, and then you have to go past there uh, to go where the restrooms are and to go to this upstairs area, which comes into play in a minute. And then we were standing over by one side of the wall, and then the other side of the wall has the bar. There's probably about, I don't know one to two human space between you and the bar right. to walk through there. I'm standing right there talking to Marx's wife, Crystal and a couple other people. And, um, some time goes by and some time goes by and I'm waiting on Marcus. I don't know exactly what you were doing, but I figured, well, we're going to go interview the found footage guys. I don't know if you're going to talk to them. You're going to drink or what happened? Like 15, 20 minutes goes by. I asked Crystal, I'm like, do you have any idea where Marcus is? And she's like, yeah, he's, he's upstairs interviewing the guy from found footage festival. <laughs> Like, really? So he just went ahead and took off and took my idea and went in there and uh, started interviewing the guy. Hey, dickhead. And she's it like, wasn't well, intentional. She's like, well, you could go up there. I'm like, you went yeah, but without I'm, him, didn't you? I'm not going to go yes, upstairs in the middle of their interview. Hang on a second. I'm like, I'm not going to go upstairs in the middle of their interview and be like, hey, I'm the other guy that originally like be like a dickhead and go, I need to be part of this interview. I'm the one who actually had the idea and we talked about it. Now, the reason I bring up the lobby layout is because, like I said, I'm standing on the space that the people have to walk behind me to go to the area where Marcus goes and interviews the guy. 
He tells me, well, I didn't see you anywhere out there, so I just went ahead and took that. <laughs> I didn't. Like, I don't know how you could miss me. I'm like right there. How, the well, only pathway okay, you can go from the to, merchandise to area that, to the top. How did you miss me when I'm walking by I right was, by you? I was talking to your well, wife and other people that were there. You saw, and my back was turned to you. Well, I didn't. I don't I have didn't, eyes behind me. Well, you could have, you should have seen my ass as I was walking up the stairs. I have not wasn't facing that way. Well, whatever. I was facing towards the wall. See, it goes both ways. So anyway, but it's 90% you. No. Because you knew we, we were both going to do it, and you went ahead and took so, off the yeah. Did he not say we should interview them? I did say that. It was not intentional. Stop trying to create controversy where there is none. You, it was not intentional. You, you went purposefully did it by yourself. went without him. I did not purposefully go without him. You didn't look for me for one second. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and you went and did it. So okay. that's the controversy right. around it. So Mark Hudson Show got an interview right. with the, with the, the found footage guys. Play the interview. <laughs> Play the fucking interview. I don't have it. What are you talking to me for? <laughs> what are you getting all pissy for? I make more than both of you. Plus one, four six nine, six six five, nine eight two seven. Plus one, four six nine, six six five, nine eight two seven. You want to introduce yourself real quick and I'll... Yeah. Hi, this is Nick Perer from the Found Footage Festival. Okay, so first of all, I watched you guys, I guess I've been here at the Texas Theater, I guess it's about four years now. It's been about four years since I've seen you guys. So first of all, where is the uh, exceedingly loud shirt that you always wear? (laughs) Well, I'm wearing one that I found at a thrift store recently uh, that's... You know, from the disco era, I think, but maybe a little more subdued than the typical loud shirt. So I apologize if you if I disappointed you with the well, shirt. There's the one that you always wear. I feel like I feel like you wore it at least two years in a row. <laughs> it's it's more loud than the, the one you're wearing now. Right now you're wearing a black and white and gray ensemble. This one is the one I'm thinking of is uh, purple and brown and orange and polka dotted and yeah vomit. Yeah, that's that's my usual shirt, but. Uh, I turned, it's, tw- it's a new year, it's 2014, I thought I'd change it up a little bit. So I'm wearing a new shirt that the elbows will probably wear out of and the buttons will fall off. And uh, that's the only way I retire a shirt, is if, uh, if it eventually just falls apart, I can't wear it anymore. So how long, the, the shirt I'm speaking of, uh, I hate to be obsessed with a shirt, but it, it is epically amazing. So I've seen you in so many videos wearing that, um, probably, maybe your main, maybe not on the AV Club videos, uh, and then, and also in DVDs as well. And then here at the live show, uh, is, does that shirt still survive? Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I have my, I think the most recent shirt I wore was a yellow, um, vintage shirt, but before that I, I had a brownish one and it's still, it's still intact. And I, uh, what I do is when I go home for Christmas is I have my mom sew the elbows because <laughs> I, awesome. I haven't learned how to sew. So yeah, I try to salvage them as long as humanly possible, mainly because I don't like buying new clothes. So so let's go back to the beginning um, here. Let me get closer. I, I hate to get uh, romantic here, but oh. I know we're. Uh, this is the first time we've dated. We've gone on a date together, but uh, you and Joe. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. About, let's go back to the beginning. Okay. So I want to know how did you guys get started together? First of all, how did you meet? 
And then how did this entire found footage project start? We Okay, so Joe was uh, in my middle school in sixth grade. In what, where we're at? This is in Stoughton, Wisconsin, a small okay. town outside of Madison. Okay. And our, our mutual friend Tom Jacobson introduced us the first day of sixth grade. And um, we oh. because I talk to people now, and they're like, wow, you still have a friend with, uh, you know, from when you were 11 years old, and you work with him? Like, because yeah. a lot of people are just kind of like, anything from high school or before is yeah. just kind of dead to them. So I don't think about it, but when I do, when they people bring it up, I'm like, yeah, I guess that is pretty unusual. It is. Honestly, and, and um, I hate to be uh, overly sappy about this, but <laughs> when I met my wife a couple years ago, I started to realize how lucky I was to have someone, to have a friend like that. Because I, and I'm not, I'm not just lucky to have one friend like that. I have two. So it's like you, you start to realize how rare it is to have somebody that close, especially a guy. Yeah. And how close you are. And, and it's for have, to have that friendship survive. Oh, it's a shorthand that you have with everybody. And you yeah. can be, you have this insider language that you have. It's like a secret Nell language right. that you have with your, right. with your twin or something. And so I, that's how me and Joe and this other guy who introduced us, uh, Tom, are, right. are like today. And we we bonded very early on over the show Small Wonder. Do you remember? Oh this show? yeah, with uh, Vicky the robot. Vicky, yes, yes. The robot. So uh, you know we did not excel at anything in school <laughs> academics, but we were, had very advanced senses of irony. So in sixth grade, when Small Wonder was on, all our classmates were like legitimately watching it and talking about it in school. And we were like, are you kidding me? This is the worst show. I mean, we, we liked it for totally different reasons, and yeah. that's how we really bonded together. We'd have viewing parties of Small Wonder and make jokes and and felt like we were on some sort of different wavelength. <laughs> and uh, so then in, in high school, I was working at a McDonald's and found a video uh, called uh, a training video in the break room there called... Uh, that was for custodians. Yeah, yeah. McDonald's custodians. Yeah, seen, yeah. Inside and outside custodial yes. duties. And... I, I found that video and I and I watched it in the break room one day out of boredom and it was so remarkably ridiculous that I thought this cannot stay in the break room. I immediately wanted to show it show it to Joe. Right. So I stole it. I took it home in my backpack that night uh, after work and showed it to Joe and we developed this cult following for the video where and my, none of us had driver's licenses. We're in a small town. Right. So Friday nights, let's put in the video. We called it McSee. And we'd watch this McSee video over and over. And make, we had a running commentary of jokes. It was very popular amongst our friends. Yeah. And so Joe and I just took it further than anybody else, I think. And we were like, let's, you know, let's, if there's videos this silly right under our noses, imagine what else is out there waiting to be discovered. And that's kind of what began the quest to look in thrift stores like Salvation Armies and and St. Vincent de Paul and and thrift stores like that to find more material to entertain ourselves and our friends. So is every city along the tour do you guys stop? For instance, like not far from here, there's a giant half-price books with a lot of VHS. Do you guys stop in every city that you take a tour? Do you also take the time to go through some local repository and find those videos definitely like we did that in denton today but like tomorrow you know we're in dallas tonight and then tomorrow we'll, we'll be in dallas before we head to austin okay so we're gonna go our favorite thrift store here is called the garland road uh, yes, thrift store. it's like five minutes from my house really oh yeah, yeah. yeah i love it so we go there they have a huge vhs yes. like a lot of religious videos so we'll go there well we might go to half price books or awesome. some other thrift stores and yeah that's 
you know, after we started the show, we thought we'd be done after a year, that we'd found yeah. all the stupid videos that were to yeah. find. And then we're just amazed that in each city, when we're there, we take the time to, to comb the thrift stores, and we continue to find new, incredible material that we cannot wait to show people. And you're almost on, you're on your seventh volume. You're working on your seventh volume now, yeah. right? Which you... I, uh, I think he's, you said it's coming out in February. Is when you yeah, at, it, right? well, at the on January 28th, so like this 2014, January 28th, we're in North Carolina. Okay. And we're going to do a week of shows there to debut it and tape our new DVD in Asheville, North Carolina. And then we'll be on the road for this entire year. Uh, you know, last year we did all 50 states. And the one thing we took away from that is... Um, that there's maybe 30 good ones, and the, there's 20 that you could kind of take or leave. Right, right. So we're going to hit all of our, our favorite states and cities um, in 2014. And uh, I'm sure, like last year, we collected probably 2,000 new videos that we found on the road. And, uh, you know, we'll have to check an extra box home from Dallas and from Texas this weekend to, uh, from all the finds we'll have. Yeah. yeah, we already have a half a box of tapes. So wow. Yeah, so that's how the show perpetuates itself. Is every year we think we're done, we think we found all the great <laughs> videos, and then we find incredible new ones. And then it's like doing a show and tell at school. You cannot wait to show people your next great find. So one thing I've I've been meaning to ask you, and every time you guys come down, I I want to do an interview with you, and this is very impromptu. But one thing I've wondered is it's pretty obvious that all of your videos your clips now come from vhs types which was obviously very easy to record to uh you're, anybody could do it anybody could make videos so one thing i'm wondering in the latter day era with uh dvds and blu-rays it's not as user-friendly as vhs was um how hard is it now to find in that in that era to find dvd and blu-ray era tapes that are just as uh entertaining for lack of a better word it's more difficult for sure because i mean we occasionally will find a dvd like we were in memphis last year or a couple of years ago and we found uh at a thrift store on elvis presley boulevard right down from the street from graceland yeah uh there's a thrift store called amvets and we found a tape called sing like the king and it was an instructional video for elvis impersonators by an elvis impersonator where he was talking about like how to glue on your sideburns and giving tips like never use the F word on stage, like you know, and uh, and then they they would cut occasionally to the audience, and there would be people where you know, everybody was wearing Elvis makeup and, and <laughs> awesome, yeah. So they'd have the audience cutaways, and it'd be other Elvis impersonators yeah. taking notes and on a on a legal pad. Anyway, so that was one where we were like, you know what, DVD has something. Like this was on a DVD from the early two thousands, yeah. and we thought, yeah, it's got it. But there was something magical about that time. Uh, in the 80s and early 90s when VHS was king because the format was so ubiquitous but it was always it was also so affordable to produce that you right. had mom and pop operations getting in into business and it was like the Jane Fonda workout was the first video that was priced for the home video market mm. everything else you had to rent at a video store but all of a sudden Jane Fonda's workout came out for $20 and it sold millions of copies so it was all of a sudden, the gold rush. Right. What's going to be the next thing in the home video right. market? So you got Tony Little and uh, uh, any number of celebrities that but, have their own exercise Yeah, videos. okay. So, so, yeah, exercise videos, of course. But then there's also, like, wow, if exercising at home is the next thing, what about, like, 
playing a game. Like, let's make VCR board games. Yeah, yeah. And let's make a video fireplace that you can play <laughs> in Christmas. Well, those are still going. That's, Even on no. Netflix now, streaming streaming fireplaces. Yes, exactly. So that that caught fire, yeah, so to fine, speak. So to speak. And, uh, and there was also, like, things like... Uh, I mean, all sorts of weird high concept videos, yeah. and it was because it was like a gold rush. It was the Wild West. Yeah. Everybody, uh, who even people who had no business in front of or behind a camera, could make a, a tape and get it released. And because of that, you ended up with a lot of weird, esoteric things on videotape. And uh, in the same way that record collectors can find one of a kind or very small print run. Uh, vinyl mm. um, we find a lot of really unintentionally funny uh, small print run VHS tapes as maybe it's not as sexy as vinyl but yeah. we think it has the same appeal so amongst all your scouring uh, I, I can imagine that you come across tapes along the way that have been entirely too personal and stuff that you would never like you want to air it but you would feel extremely bad if you did put it together. Um, without going in, then it's like, you obviously don't want to name names if there are any, but what, like, what have you not aired because you felt too embarrassed or you felt it was a little too personal? There's only one, really, that we have not haven't shown because of... And I don't know if it's necessarily because of the personal reasons, but I'll just tell you what the tape is. It's a, it's a fan made a video... They're a fan of the guitarist Steve Vai. You know exactly. who that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, So this woman made... She's looking directly into the camera with kind of a dead-eyed stare. And she's saying, Steve, this is for you. I love you. And I know how you make weird sounds with your guitar. And I can make weird sounds, too. <laughs> so she proceeds to take off her clothes and make weird sounds with an, with an orifice other than her mouth. <laughs> I'll just say I'm trying to be polite here. Uh, and it's fascinating, and you can't look away, but it's also more disturbing than it is funny. <laughs> and that, I mean, it's goofy, to be sure, but yeah. it's also, there's a tinge of like, oh boy, this could really deflate the room. So, if people privately ask to see this one, the Steve Vai fan yeah. video, we'll play it. However, in a public setting, we've never tried it out because it's the one video where we felt like... I mean, clearly we have no qualms about playing full frontal right. nudity, but but uh, when it came to this one, it was just like, yeah, I think people would be more uh, unsettled than they would laugh at this one. So we, we ultimately decided not to show that one. Um, so what can we expect out of uh, Volume 7? Oh my God! We got some good stuff here. We've got a video uh, that we, that we found actually in Texas called "Accident Stink!" <laughs> exclamation point. Is it? Is this like the uh, the other ones you got? You guys? I forgot the name of it, but the bank, the whatever that uh, Joe used to work at, or not the Sun Sun Coast video? video yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is actually a video. Uh, the, the subtitle is "Accident Stink!" Exclamation point, and the subtitle is "Bowel Care 202." <laughs> So there's apparently a 101, and this is 202 of bowel care. <laughs> and what it is is a video for, uh, I guess, caretakers of people who can no longer go to the bathroom by themselves. They can't go number two by themselves, so they need help with something they call digital stimulation. Digital <laughs> meaning fingers. And they go into graphic detail using a rubber ass uh, and demonstrating how you can stimulate bowel movements. <laughs> And they try to be funny with the video because I guess it's such a maybe a serious topic that they tried to be funny. So they they have like stock footage that they're showing and they're like 
you know, accidents stink, and they have Limburger cheese there, and awesome. And uh, but then it gets serious, and then they show in graphic detail the process on not a rubber ass, but an actual person who has no bowel control, <laughs> and their caretaker going through this process. <laughs> and so they're doing the digital stimulation, and there's actually something which we've dubbed as a shit waterfall happening, and. Uh, we're we're still debating how much of this, if anything, to show, but we feel like this might be the find of the year, <laughs> and we could break new ground with this one. But there's tons of other stuff. Like Joe, you know, we found a lot of religious videos, yeah. and one of the things we always find funny is how people portray Jesus in these reenactments. Yeah. Right. Sometimes they're like a hippie. Sometimes they're like a black person. Sometimes they're a cartoon. Yeah. So we're doing 101 Jesuses in, in three minutes. Awesome. Uh, called from 101 different videotape representations. This is a project of like three months and, you know, yeah. well, longer than that, but three months just to edit all the Jesuses together. <laughs> wow. And there's one other one I'll just pre-sell here. That's a video um, that was given to us by a friend called Special Delivery. Seemed pretty innocuous. There's a yeah. puppy on the cover. A puppy, and uh, it's called. Uh, the subtitle here is called "A Practical Guide to Whelping." Do you know what whelping is? Yeah, it's um, basically training a dog to not milk anymore, right? Is it, that right? Well, it's close. It's it's basically delivering delivering puppies. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, weaning was what weaning I was is yeah, yes. but whelping is delivering puppies. Okay, so dog breeders need this video, and that's and the video is hosted by a woman who looks like a dog breeder. Right. I mean, she's what she would expect. <laughs> textbook. You know, uh, central casting dog breeder, <laughs> and the very opening line. I was expected to be bored, but the very opening line is, um, you know, uh, by now you should know that your bitch is pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! We're, and so I watched the whole video. It's ninety minutes, and then seventy-five bitches later, <laughs> including interviews with a vet who's like, you know, if you have an overweight bitch, you know. And at one point, he actually says, when you're when you're dealing with a fat bitch. And it's like, it's like they don't realize any of the fact that bitch means something else yeah, right yeah, now. Right, right. This is a video from 1998. Right. You know, it's not that long ago. So I cut together all 75 bitches in order, in a row. Awesome. And it is, I, we're taking people by surprise by this one, but I think we may open the show with special <laughs> delivery. So that's, awesome. a, that's a little teaser, but there's so much more. So do you guys, um, I'm assuming since you said you visited 50 states in a year that uh, this is your day job now, and yeah. what is that? What, what's it like being on the road so much? And what is the, if any, what's your home life like? And where where is home now? We we've both lived in New York for the last uh, thirteen or fifteen years okay. or so, and so yeah, we lived in New York, and we just tried out this weird idea in the back of a bar ten right. years ago. This is the ten ten year anniversary of the show, okay, and it was. An inside joke. You know, the whole yeah. thing was like, let's share videos with our friends and entertain ourselves. And we are still shocked that people <laughs> show yeah. up to our shows. But, um, but yeah, it, it's it recent. you know, within the last few years, we've quit our day jobs. Um, nice. I was working at the, the Dave Letterman show and Joe's at The Onion. And we quit because we were on the road so much we couldn't really sustain it. And Joe still writes for The Onion, but it's on more of a freelance thing. And... Uh, the the daily uh, yeah we do ab- about half no more than half the year we're on the road wow okay and that includes Europe and Scandinavia wow. and um, and we did uh, I think like 150 shows last year and nice. uh, 
and then there's a, so it's a lot, it's a lot of traveling. Yeah. It's a lot of um, time together. Yeah. We're like an old married couple. Right, right. The love has gone away long, <laughs> long ago. We have a routine, like Joe snores really loud and I'm a light sleeper, so I always go by the heater and put that on and, the, and put my earplugs in. He gives me a head start. <laughs> I mean, it's really pathetic. So what do, you do, what do you do to introduce excitement into your relationship? How do you keep it frisky? <laughs> uh, we play board games a lot. It's, what, uh, what kind of board games? Oh, all the designer board games. We're, like uh, Catan? Oh, uh, sure, that, yeah. That type of game? Yeah, yeah. it's all the, uh, you know, we're, we're like Power Grid, Seven Power, Wonders. Oh, I love Power Grid. Sure. Seven yeah. Wonders, I, uh, Seven Wonders is one of my favorite yeah. all-time board games. Sure. Dominion. Uh, Dominion, awesome. King of Tokyo. Yes. Uh, Although I've gotten bored with King of Tokyo, honestly. It's good for beginners. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, so, we, yeah, we'll, have, we'll, we'll go to a game store and play something. We'll, like, say... Teach us how to play Warhammer 40K, and we'll, yeah. be, we'll play that on a table during the day. And then a lot of times at thrift stores, you're yeah. always finding stuff at thrift stores. And um, But there's a lot of uh, silent meals checking cell phones. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but you know, the, uh, the entertaining part for us is, is really sharing the video. You know, we'll find something and we'll be yeah. able to share it that night. So that's what keeps it fun for us. And, um, and so, you know, what we do is we tour... Most of, we tour basically for a year, and then at the end of the year we take all the videos we've found, which is thousands, and we lock ourselves in a, in a somebody's apartment, Joe's or mine, and we watch as many as we can get through. Yeah. And that's like a three-month process of watching videos, taking notes, putting them into our computers, you know, and then editing them. Yeah. And then we take time to write the show and meet. We try to track down some of the people in the videos. Right, right. So for a, for about half a year, we'll go through that process of watching, editing, wow. and tracking down. And then right now, um, we're in the process of finishing that up. So in a few weeks, we'll debut our new show, Volume 7. Uh, it's our 10-year anniversary show. We've got some updates from favorite people yeah. we met, or videos we found early on. And then we'll tour that for probably a year or more all across the country and and the U.K., and I think we're going to do uh, maybe Australia later this year. So um, that's sort of the routine, and uh, that's, that's I mean, we I guess that's our, like you say, it's our full-time job, yeah. but it's not much of a living. But well, it's, how, how, does yeah. the, how does your personal life work? I mean, because it's got to be really, really difficult when you're in a yeah. new city every few days. Well, yeah, it's true. I think we usually have very tolerant girlfriends. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I think you just make the most. We try to do, like, two weeks on and then four days or, or a week right. back at home in New York. And then we'll head back out on the road for another couple weeks and then back. So you, you try to maintain a semblance of normalcy and right. have some home time. I'm not much of a gypsy so the the road life is i'm always despite the shirts despite the shirts and and the belly ring and all that i'm not much of a gypsy a crystal ball but uh but yeah so you know you, you just try to balance it out and uh it's really hard to complain about a job where you get to share great you know yeah. you were doing a show and tell every night for yeah, a, yeah. New, a new group of friendly people right. so for us it's it's you know we've worked day jobs before yeah. and you get health insurance which is a plus <laughs> but uh but it's not nearly as fulfilling as, yeah, as doing this so you know we, we found a, a we've carved out, carved out a pretty nice niche well uh right before we go um sorry to keep you here so long but no. uh to get one more thing from you 
Uh, just a bit of a, a liner here. Just say your name and say you're listening to The Break Room, okay. if you don't mind. And whatever else you want to add to that, and go, go from there. Okay. Hi, this is Nick from the Found Footage Festival. You're listening to The Break Room, America's number one podcast. Thank you so much. And you can find uh, Nick and Joe at uh, foundfootagefestival.com. Uh, their book is VHS on Amazon. It's uh, some of your favorite VHS covers, right? And other yeah. sort of details. Yeah, jokes and commentary on some of our favorite VHS covers. Yeah. Uh, and I own all their DVDs. You can get all six DVDs uh, through the website, foundfootagefestival.com, and Amazon, I'm assuming. I think so. Yeah, I think Amazon and some stores, some okay. independent video stores actually have them too, and which is strange. Does iTunes have them as well, or is it, is it just DVD? No, but you can. We do have digital downloads of our last right. three DVDs yes. uh, on our website. Okay, so find everything at foundfootagefestival.com. Thanks so much. Uh, you guys are awesome. I, I'm here every, every single year. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. uh, thanks uh, and uh, yeah, love <laughs> the break room. <laughs> thanks. So I talked to your partner earlier. What are you drinking, by the way? I'm drinking a, uh, it's a cocktail called a Scarface. It has amaretto and it has a Knob Hill in it. Knob Creek? Huh? Yeah, yeah, put a, yeah, put a line. And then I got this for my friend. I got a beer and a water without ice. For a beer her. and a water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dangerous combination you're working there. To, yeah, together so, or last. <laughs> oh, I talked to your partner for about 20 minutes earlier. Oh, yeah? I just want to know your side of the origin story. I want to know, I want to compare facts here. What's your side of the origin story for the two of you being friends? Well, we've known each other since sixth grade. Right. Does that check out? Yeah, that checks out. Okay. Um, uh, we, we've always done stupid projects like this. Right. Um, we roomed together in college. Oh, he didn't when, tell me that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of socks on doorknobs. And that whole time. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. of course. We're right. guys. Right, you know, of we're boys, and boys right. will be boys. <laughs> um, no, there was none of that, actually. We never got <laughs> no, laid. No socks Very rarely now. got laid, they were, cur- they were kept firmly in the drawer. No, exactly, because we were, like, watching stupid videos in right. the dorm rooms. And, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That like okay. is a deterrent to girls, so that <laughs> right. would never happen. Um, but yeah, uh, so let's see. The first video that we ever found that got us like started on this and excited about it was a, a video that he stole a, a uh, training video from McDonald's. Right, he told, me about he that, told yes. you about that. Yeah, right, yeah. so that checks out. And then we had this whole running commentary from it. And then okay, so then after college, I was still obsessed with videos, right. and I got a job at a video duplication house, thinking right. like, oh, think of okay. all the videos I could get there, and I did. I get a sh- I got a shit ton of videos there. Right. You got those uh, in- industrial safety videos yes, that, yes. that we awesome. played tonight. Right. Uh, just people getting hurt over and over and over again. <laughs> Aimless entertainment. Oh, yeah. And, and this company would always bring them in. They'd always bring in so right. many awesome ones. Uh, so that uh, started really the, the library. And then we were working on a documentary. Uh, and we ran out of money for it, and we okay. didn't know how to get funding for it. It was about a dirty country music singer. He sung right. uh, filthy lyrics to, to country songs, yeah. and uh, we ran out of money for it. Like the, the well ran dry, and so we're like, you know what? We have all these stupid videos. Yeah. Let's uh, edit them into little digestible chunks and like show them to people, yeah. and then charge admission. And we take the money from that. And we put it into the and movie. There you go. He struck gold. And, well, yeah. Well, then, then yeah. Then that started blowing up more than the movie. Yeah. We, we eventually finished the movie it's called Dirty Country yeah uh, it's on Netflix and stuff okay. it's, uh, it did pretty well actually yeah. I'm, I'm proud of it uh, Winnebago Man right Win- Winnebago Man that's right. not ours though we, we oh, were in it yeah 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 okay we didn't I thought it was yours I'm sorry no no we didn't direct we're just in it okay so. Um, but anyway, so then, uh, yeah, found footage started taking off more than Dirty Country. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's... The rest of history. Here we are. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, let me ask you this. I asked uh, him this. Uh, what's one video that was immensely entertaining, but you didn't feel like you could air it? 
Did he tell you about the Steve Vai video? He told me about that one. Yeah, yes. that, that's the one that we always say is because like we want that one to we want to show that one so badly. Well, here, here's one that we're we're con- we, we we're working on volume seven right, right. now. We're going to come out next month with it. Right. And uh, there's one video in there that we got that teaches like caregivers or nurses. <laughs> Did he tell you about that yeah, accident stink? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys are so in sync. And I'm not surprised. Well, no, it's like all the, <laughs> but it's true. It's like those are all the big points yes, that yes, we're yes. that we're tackling right now. But like, it actually shows somebody shitting. <laughs> like, it shows an actual person yeah. shitting. And so it's like, do do we show? Because we tested it out at a couple places. Did yeah. he tell you about this? No, he didn't tell me that. We tested it out at a couple places, and went every time they saw the person actually shitting, it's not done like in a. I mean, it's gross because it's inherently yeah. gross, right? But. They didn't do it in like trying to be gross, weird kind of thing. They're like right. showing somebody how to do it. It's an yeah, educational yeah. film or right. video. So it's a necessary uh, act. You have to show people right. how to do it in order to teach somebody sure, how to do sure. it. But the problem is for a comedy show like what we do, <laughs> yeah. the second that somebody sees shitting on screen, yeah. there's a switch that flips in their head. <laughs> and it's like Nothing's funny after that. Yeah. We, we we recently did uh, Wyatt Snacks. He has a, a comedy show in in New York. Okay, um, the guy from The Daily Show. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And and uh, we played that video there, and he wasn't he wasn't pissed about it, but he was just kind of like, after you show a shitting video, where can you go from that? <laughs> yeah, like right. where where can comedy right. go from that? Because that's about as extreme yeah. and shocking as you can show. Right, right. So we we're, we're still we still don't know if we're going to show shitting. <laughs> next show or not I, I'm leaning towards so they, no you get to the end of the month right yeah we have until February 1st okay. yeah, 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 yeah yeah to decide so, so uh, has anybody uh, one last question I'm sorry I won't keep you uh, one last question has anybody that you've made fun of in your videos um, aside from Jack Redney aside from uh, the guy with the uh, masturbation machine or whatever it was oh Venus 2 yeah, yeah yeah has anybody ever come back that you've made fun of uh, and gotten really really angry with you and, and like like vehemently angry. No, never. Really? No, we've never awesome. had anybody awesome. mad at us. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, there's never been. Everybody's been excited, and everybody said right. yes about it. To, like anytime we ask yeah. somebody to, to awesome. come onto the show, I'm trying to think. Like, you know, we put out a book of um, all our favorite VHS covers, right. and a lot of people said no to it. But the only, all those people were the. They owned religious videos, okay. so anytime we'd, we'd put a religious video yeah. on there, they would always say, "No, we know you're making fun of it. Right. We take this very seriously. Yeah. There's, there's nothing funny about our shitty puppets yeah, yeah. on our video cover because they all use fucking puppets. Right, you know, right. all these religious videos. Yeah. So, but those are the only ones that have ever said no, and it wasn't litigious. They weren't litigious yeah. about it. They were just like, "No, we'd rather not. Awesome. Show it to. You. Well, uh, do you mind giving us a liner real quick? Uh, like a radio liner. So oh yeah. Saying this is from uh, Found Footage Festival. You listen to the break room. Yeah. You you give me that. Break room? You yeah, can say yeah. whatever else you want to say. All right. You're listening to the break room, and I'm Joe from the Found Footage Festival, and you've never heard of me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Right. Awesome. Yeah, man. Thank yes. you. Right. So there you go. That was our interview with uh, Nick and Joe from the Found Footage Festival. Not our, our interview. <laughs> right. My interview <laughs> with Nick and Joe. Exactly. <laughs> If you guys would, I'm sorry, it's foundfootagefest.com. I don't know if festival.com is a, a proper URL, but foundfootagefest.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Actually, they both work. So. We Anyways, do appreciate, though. We appreciate the Mark Hudson Show contributing to the break room. <laughs> 
I was, look, that was a nice I, contribution. I'm glad I can make your show complete, and I can really yeah. make it what it is today. So exactly. If you do want to see some of the videos that they play in their show, they do have demo videos up on FoundFootageFest.com, and you can buy all of their DVDs. This their, is the Mark Hudson show. They have a book um, all about VHS covers that's pretty awesome. It's got our stacking asses picture in there. Awesome. Uh, they have their blog there and uh, their tour schedule as well. So is it actually of us? Our yeah, stacking it's our asses? stacked asses. Okay. Yes, correctly. Um, yes, correctly. Yeah, yes, correctly. This is the Mark uh, Like they're coming to Maine. Uh, where else? The uh, Western Connecticut, Minnesota. They're going. They go to almost all fifty states Minnesota every year. John can go see him. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He can. John motherfucking in. So there you they're go. They're going to Los Angeles or San Antonio anytime soon. <laughs> Maybe the DC. They area. need to. They need to. Because if not, we're not helping them a whole lot. <laughs> They're coming back to Dallas because then we could help them. Probably, next, probably next year, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. All of our Dallas listeners. But I, uh, they're one of my highlights of every year. I highly recommend you uh, go find their DVDs and buy them. They're awesome. Really nice guys. Buy their DVDs. Buy their DVDs, yes. And we don't have a link for that. But, but anyway. All right, come up on the side. We're going to close out the show with a little talk of True Detective, the movie Her, and the movie The Princess and the Frog, and I think there was one other, right? Sure. One of the movies. You're listening to The Break Room. Jack Ryan. Your mom goes to college. So many flavors giving you the freedom to choose. So many ways to pick up things. No way you can lose. Me, I'm twisting up orange pineapple. That's my island twister skin. We all be cruising with the big man. Every Sunday, the Hobo Shack rips the internet a new asshole. If you haven't been listening, here's a little taste of what you've been missing. All the animal killing is really hard to watch. It's your masturbation chamber. Got my ass destroyed. I let four guys finger fuck me once. Super fucking awesome. Japanese women inserting themselves into his anus. I enjoyed saddle decapitation. Hey, you sound cute. Uh, what is Spanish for pussy? Fleshy, meaty coat hook. His dick was bigger than mine at the urinal, but I could piss farther than him. I see ghosts. It's nothing like coming out of a soft dick. As soon as you get in the car, I start getting the poop sweats. I'll let him kick me if he wears my dirty diaper as a burka. I always want the diarrhea poos. Amazeballs. Cops like that would, would get like the $20 crack hookers and make them suck dick. Do you have any exercises that will help me tighten my butthole? Pig fucker? It's a cock. It's a cave cock. Because eventually you'll fall in love with us and then want to at least pay for one call. Yeah, I doubt it. I'm very goal-oriented when it comes to deviant sexual practices. <laughs> no grease in your hair is loud. I'm telling you, it's the first time that I've came in my pants since I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, right. Is there a scent sign in that? I would love to kill 93 people. We drove over a uh, an old Russian lady. You always look into the milky eye. She takes off her top, and I was like, what the fuck? I keep playing my cards right. She'll touch my penis. Blowing dudes and movie theaters. That actually ended rather abruptly. That one was pretty good. Go to thehoboshack.com or popsyndicate.net for more information. Download our app for Android, Apple, and Windows devices. And subscribe now on iTunes. 
He's round the chair, under the table, and... Oh, come on! The All-Stars win! Yeah! This calls for a celebration. Egg salad! Dad, we need an All-Star lunch! Lunchables! All-Star burgers! Delicious grilled cheeseburgers! Even cola! How about sardine smoothies? How about not? Lunchables, all-star burgers, and... Hot dogs! Make fun of lunch! We're back to the break room. The more grossest thing ever. Like anyone could ever know that. So here we are to talk about episode two of season one of True Detective. <clears throat> Perhaps the only season. Yeah. Um, there's no guarantee on that yet. There's Actually, not. they said it's going to be an anthology series. So every season, according to my sources, ah. uh, every season sources? is your mom. Okay, HBO ah. hasn't announced it yet. So exactly. well, they announced it's going to be an anthology series. And it is intended, and as well as it's doing, I can imagine they're going to end a second. They're not going to end, but they're going to order a second season. Yeah, I would think so. It's but it hard. may not be these guys again. It's going to hard no, to follow it, it it's up. It's intended with... to be an anthology series. So ah, it's a different okay. cast every year. Ah, okay. It's going to be hard to follow it up after yeah. these guys. No kidding. When they, especially when they get us on there. The break room will be the second oh, God. <laughs> How interesting. Hey. Every episode will be us around a, a flimsy plastic table <laughs> exactly. and drops. Right, well, exactly. There has to be a crazy murder scene going on. It's Doesn't about a detective. Be. Yeah, well, we'll be trying to solve the murder of Chopper Dave. <laughs> right. How he murdered God. We'll, have, yeah, to, we'll he, have to try to figure how that he, out. How he died and then he murdered God. Solve the controversy of Mark Hudson's show going on interviews by himself. <laughs> exactly. And Murder B while Hal Zed died from a broken leg. Hell, yeah, it's ankle, time to hang in the That'll be every week. <laughs> yeah, every week. God. Be very, That'll be I, the intro. Somehow I don't think the ratings would be as good. I don't know. They might be really good. Be like, who the, f- who the fuck are these guys? That show would be very popular in Los Angeles From and San Antonio. Too. <laughs> Hell those. yeah! It's time and, to hang in the hang in the and Washington DC. Yeah. Don't ba- forget DC and Baltimore. And Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, and a couple people in uh, <laughs> in Cleveland. I feel yeah. like our ratings would go up if that happened, though. Eh, it'd probably go down. <laughs> it'd probably be the same. People are tired of us. Nothing, yeah, nothing would change at all. <laughs> we could get endless pat on the show, and it'd be like Woody Harrelson. That's true. Out. We just get him on the show. Go, yum, 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 yum. That dude has. I never noticed spray. how quite exaggerated that dude's underbite can be. Sometimes I think he's intentionally stuffing rocks in, his, in his mouth. Okay, well, he's intentionally making it bigger, but it's just kind of crazy. That's right. He's making it bigger. Wrong guy. He's making it bigger. Wrong guy. He doesn't have to make it bigger. <laughs> Maybe we can talk to them at eight forty. About my penis. <laughs> now I sound like a vaguely pedophilic Texan. <laughs> How y'all doing? It's vaguely like, it's like pedophilic. Fific. It's fific. It's soft talking. Mark the perv. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good character. That's soft talking. Mark's cousin. Soft talking. Mark the perv. See a lot of lawbreakers in here. How y'all doing? All right. All right. All right. Shit. We should be able to embrace the McConaughey accent since we yeah, can use true. these wicked Texas accents for something. Wicked hardcore Texas accents. Exactly. <laughs> wicked hardcore. Just heard Texas that. Just accents. heard that episode where uh, 
the guy from Boston uh, outside the cinema called us out for wicked Texas accents because oh, we're yeah. making fun of Boston. But anyway, go ahead. That. Yeah. Thomas, what happened on the show? You just saw it. So I can't remember you saw it moments things. moments ago. Can't remember what happened. And you saw certain parts of the show over and over again. I did. Uh, this was the episode I'm seeing things. To admit that. Uh, aired just last night and uh, didn't it aired on Sunday? Oh, I'm, sorry, <laughs> Sunday. I'm totally losing track of my days here. <clears throat> yeah, dude. So Justified much, aired last night, but we're not yes, covering that. Just this week. so much meth, so much meth. I've been yeah, taking. The I, cocaine too, and then the downers. The cocaine, the downers, the drink, the uppers, and then you, yeah, the drink. I understand the it, bathing in milk. It just, you're like a poor Jordan Belfort, basically. Exactly. That's what yeah, it's just. Damn, it, what is your deal with Jordan Belfort today? What do you mean? It's his idol. It's like the fourth you know time you brought that guy up. It's the first time I brought him up. Why do you always bring him up? Liar! Every yeah, segment all, you try to wedge him up. Every yeah. every segment you it's try to wedge him. It's still the fourth like, time you brought like him up. I like asshole scammers. What can I? What can I say? Because you are an asshole scammer. Just watch rewatch Wolf of Wall Street. Who have you defrauded this week? I can't talk about that on air. I've learned from <laughs> this, Jordan Belford. You can't do that. We're in international waters. There's no, no legal we're not, implications we're not here. The, we're in international waters. International about. waters and the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the worm, Rock Lake, a tower in the middle. I'm not talking about my 75 cents on my Swiss bank accounts or anything, okay? We're not talking about that stuff. Okay. All right. We'll leave Let's that move for, on. We'll leave that for next week. That's off here. Perhaps the Blue Bonnet award-winning newscaster will Perhaps. That's open right. up an expose about the so, massive defrauder of... Dirty, dirty, dusty. Two thumbs up. Yeah, I got to say, this was a really good episode. Um, oh, no yeah. surprise. The first one was awesome. And Thomas, Thomas may or may not be turtle heading, so we got to <laughs> we got to speed through this. I was being ridiculous. His robot colon is <laughs> not processing the uh, methane very well. Uh, <laughs> you both have robot colons. Okay. I didn't think you'd answer that quickly. That's why I asked. I'm robot colon. Uh, they built off the first mine. one for sure. So, yeah, definitely built it. Man, th- so in this episode, the review. you already knew that both of them were fucked up. <clears throat> yeah, you, you, get, you really get a glimpse that everybody in this show is fucked up in some way. You didn't realize about. as much in the first episode, though, that Woody Harrelson was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Like, he seemed you way he was more normal. Fairly normal, maybe mm-hmm. a little, yeah. little weird, but fairly normal. But he's not so much anymore. Yeah, I mean they. And he's not, he's not he's still not as wheels off as McConaughey. No, they continue to advance investigation, but man, that kind of takes almost a backseat to looking more into their That's personal lives. Actually, what yeah. I was going to say, I feel like the show is progressing where the actual murder is kind of like a. Well, secondary story yeah. to what's going on with these guys developing the character and, and that's, people in the last that's you know, several good, years. Because yeah. I think ultimately what it means is they're going to merge at some point. So you're getting a really nice, well-rounded. They will become one person by the end of it. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be like us from the beginning. <laughs> exactly. Join forces, a giant Voltron of murder and sex. McConnelson. Well, that's, McCon- that's what'll end up happening. McConnelson. McConnelson. I guess. McConnelson. Yeah. <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought this one was even... I knocked it out of the park. I thought it was, you know, the first one was good. The first one was a good establishment yeah. episode. Really established how odd, especially McConaughey was in the environment. I guess Cole, if we mm-hmm. need to use their... Yeah. Uh, you know, Rust Cole, if we're using their, their characters. Rustin names. and Cole. McConaughey works. Um, but anyway, Cole just, and Hart. just how odd his, you know, like his little, you know, speeches he goes off on. Yeah. And, just his thoughts about why humans shouldn't even exist and all that. We and, got in the yeah. first one. I love the dichotomy between 95 um, Rustin yeah. and was it 2002? 2012. 2012. Both of them. 2012. Yeah. But the dic- well, especially That's for Harrelson, too. Yeah, but the dichotomy. <laughs> the, I feel Harrison is. Harrelson is less. Yeah, the, but, but the striking difference between 95 and 2012 Rustin yeah. is so strikingly different. And because he's like. Dark and brooding on 95 in 2012, he's 
Well, he looks like some dude that would be like working a, at the Seven Eleven. Yeah, he's and, a skiver. He, yeah, he works, exactly. I mean, they even say in here he works four days a week at the bar, and he lives behind the bar. I think. Yeah, and he drinks the other days. And he drinks the other days, <laughs> and he's turned into this like almost. Uh, Almost a version of like an older version of Wooderson because he at one point he even he instead of saying all right all right all right he says shit yeah and he just kind of reminded me of Wooderson so well you know, in the end of season one or episode one ask the right fucking questions you know just yeah. the way he talks and just I know God, his I wheels off look yeah. in general and yeah he's so different he still looks Dallas Buyers Club aids out yeah. and he just looks it's just crazy yeah it's it's so well done I I love the show and I said on Twitter last night that the best four words in television right now are previously untrue detective yeah i know it's a that's hard to say after only two episodes but damn is the show good i would say on the next is better but go ahead all right well yeah but because well, at least at least with previously on you yeah. know you're about to get an hour's worth of content true yeah, yeah i understand f the next one no um, i think the only Don't person the so far that's not fucked up on the show is uh woody harrelson's wife in the show doesn't seem to be so kind wife. of she's kind of like <laughs> although they say they kind of say she might be a as they say in the show, a ball buster. I mean, he yeah, calls her but that. With, but with reason, but even her mom is like, you're always looking for problems or you can come talk to me. But It kind of seems like she can be a chore. And it, it seems like she's kind of, even though they don't really specifically say, she's busting him for not wanting to be there, mm-hmm. maybe want to be with somebody else. Yeah. And while we find out in this episode he is, even though you kind of, I mean, there was kind of an allusion to that Slight in the first episode. Slight inference, but not, not, it wasn't obvious. <clears throat> uh... You know, it, you have to wonder kind of what kind of proof does she actually have, and is she actually just kind of a yeah. You know, he accuses her of, her, of her, he accuses her of being like whiny about her own shit, as yeah. opposed to you know what he needs her to be at the end of the day. Yeah, having to deal with what he has to deal with. You also find out there was kind of small reference to McConaughey's wife and kid previously in the first episode, and they and they give kind of a full background. So, of that. do you think? Obviously, we don't know, but do you think that he actually killed his own kid? Actually, no. Uh, Crystal and I were debating this back and forth. That's an interesting point. Maybe, like maybe he was on his way home. Maybe he was drunk, hit his kid and killed her. I that was think, my theory. That was my theory. It's but interesting. I don't know. I kind of felt like the drunkenness and drug stuff didn't start until after his kid died. And that's what I thought too. But it's just kind of the impression I'm given. I don't know. If they've actually said that out now. Well, but. when Crystal said that, she asked me, "Did he kill his own kid?" And I was like. I don't know. I, didn't, I wasn't really thinking. I thought maybe somebody else. And then, yeah, then he went wheels off. and That would F him up, went obviously. To the deep end. Because I would think if you killed your kid. And you find uh, out he spent some time in a psychotic hospital. Yeah. I would think if you, he probably would have gone to jail facility. for that. So. Maybe. Well, for if you were drunk and killed your kid accidentally, I think you'd probably go to jail for involuntary manslaughter. Depends. I'm just saying. You never know. Yeah. yeah maybe I, not. I don't know for sure about that. But a 16 year old kid here got probation. True. He for killing killed four. people. Yeah. Um, uh, and now maybe it wasn't even a drunk thing. Maybe just accidentally you know, yeah, you know, hit him. True. true. Said he was, you know, she was riding her, her tricycle or whatever. Yeah. Maybe it was behind him, didn't see, or, you know, yeah. whatever. I expect we'll find out more. Um, oh, yeah. That so, is, I know. Detailed analysis, is right? Award that is why people hitting. listen. That's why I win Blue Bonnet Awards. <laughs> right there. We just, we nail why people listen to this podcast. Just in the show right there. We, we can stop think, it there. We think we'll probably get into that a That's little more. That's why I win Blue Bonnet Awards, even yes. though it says it's for your detective skills. I don't understand news shit like reporting that. skills. That's why I get paintbrushes. I don't get the fucking Blue Bonnet. <laughs> so, um, how many times will we start that this episode? <laughs> Why'd you have to ask? So, how many times will we start that this oh episode? God. The other question is. Do you guys think we have seen the person that is actually the serial killer yet in the show? 
Do you remember Shooter Games? Either they're going to make it McConaughey or no. I, I think that's too. Think that's, we haven't seen. It I yet. think that's too much of a red herring. I, sure. I think that the 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 pastor who is organizing the anti-Christian task force, I think he's a bit of a red herring. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's he's the governor, by the way. Well, he's the, the governor's governor? cousin, yeah. right? It's huh? I thought it was his cousin. It's his cousin and the governor. I thought they the guy that the was in the episode. I thought the guy in the station was the cousin, though. Yeah. It was the cousin to the governor. Yes. Okay. But the Christian guy who's starting the task force is also the governor. Oh, is he? Okay. He's the cousin, yeah. Okay. I okay. thought that was the guy, the Christian guy starting the task force was the cousin of the That's brother. what I thought. I thought he was just a minister. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But he's no, also he's the... a governor, yeah. He could, they called him the governor at some point. Well, I thought he said he's his... Whatever. It, it is. Matter. It is his cousin. Okay. We're talking about the same guy. He is his cousin, and he is organizing the thing, and he's the governor. He's his and cousin. And he's a former press governor is his, his own, own cousin? cousin? No, the cousin of the guy, their boss at this police station. Oh. That's oh, I thought it was cousin. the guy who walked in to talk to the to the guy in the police station. Correct. Was the cousin of the governor, not the no, guy no, 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 at no. the police station. No, no. He's the okay. cousin of the boss at the police station, who okay. is also the governor. And a, I don't know if he's current minister or not, but they call him pastor regardless. Yeah. Reverend, Reverend Billy Lee Tuttle. Gotcha. God. On my head? Could that sound any more Southern? <laughs> Billy Lee Tuttle. Billy Lee Tuttle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And that I is think, a massive human God. being. I've seen that guy yeah, in things before, but it wasn't until he was standing next to those guys, I was like, geez, that dude's big. Yeah. I wonder if McConaughey is going to recover from his Dallas Buyers Club eating a spring oh, pudding sure a day. Absolutely, he will. But he's it's probably going to take more than a couple of months. Yeah. He's probably putting in thirty pounds of muscle right now from some, you know, it's not like Christian Bale does it in something. one week or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've seen the guy yet. Either that, or may he might be a background character that would, you know, we haven't really noticed yeah. or something like that. You know, Christian Bale didn't do that in one week, right? It was pretty close between. Like Machinist and Batman. There's a whole thing about how they had to retailer the suit because he wasn't big enough to fit in it when they started shooting right. Batman. He was still fairly decent. I mean, he got there, yeah. but it, yeah. it took him a while. Yeah. And yeah. Matthew McConaughey's not really got any Batman-type roles that he's got to bulk up for. That's right. true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He could be the next Batman after Ben Affleck. When he's 50? Maybe he could be Robin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, Batman. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Shows up to the bad guys. How y'all doing? I see a lot of lawbreakers in here. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. That actually Okay, so let's move on to Dustin. You saw two movies. You saw the Saul. I saw. You saw. Look, I can't help the fact that I'm adopting a bit of a southern accent more. <laughs> you okay. saw them two movies, Jack Ryan, <clears throat> and you saw the Her. I did, and I'll go ahead and start with Her since it's a little bit older. Who is Her? Her is the uh, film that stars Joaquin Phoenix as a, basically just this lonely guy that uh, has an ex-wife, and it's all well-established in the very beginning of the movie. He uh, ends up seeing these ads. It's kind of like a futuristic time period. It doesn't specify the exact year that I recall, but it's you know probably 15, 20 years in the future from now. 1993. And uh, everybody's wearing high-waisted pants for some reason. That seems to be Which the fashion. Which you have adopted that fashion now. Yeah, since watching the movie. You have a mustache and high-waisted pants. They're, yeah, they're well, very... not everyone's wearing a mustache. It's just everyone's wearing the yeah, high-waisted pants. Yeah, but you're going for the mustache. You're adopting the Joaquin Phoenix look. Uh, you're I'm, basically Fred Mertzing it. I might, you know, especially if I get nominated for Might, you are, right now. <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see after the show. We'll see. Stop trying to deny that you're but, doing uh, it. In any case, he sees an ad for this operating system. He has, you know, it's a much more interactive time where you can... Basically sit there with a little earpiece and tell your smartphone or whatever, check email, read it to me. Listen to the break room. What's going on. Yeah, go to visit popsyndicate.net. You know, you can tell your, you know, that's basically what he right. did. He told his phone all those things. And um, there's a new, you know, interactive OS that's supposed to be a little more realistic and, and all that kind of stuff. So he ends up 
downloading this OS, and the OS is voiced by Scarlett Johansson. And um, so she's still alive in this era. She is as an OS. Okay, she's not. I mean, she could so be. So is Joaquin Phoenix. I guess. Does she yeah. have a robot colon as well? I don't. Well, she's a full robot, so I guess. <laughs> I mean, technically, she's Fair a enough. computer. So. I mean, she's a robot with a human colon. <laughs> well, she doesn't really have a colon, so I, she's just an operating system. I mean, These are really weird questions about the movie. <laughs> I don't know. Does your does your Windows Seven have a colon? I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Mark, <laughs> as they continue down this path, he's like Stay I say, back. he's kind of a lonely guy, and he uh, Chris Pratt is like his boss or something. Um, at this, he basically works at this place where he uh, gets letters and then reads them. Basically, tries to make them more romantic for these people along those lines. And so he has a so, bunch of clients where he reads these letters out loud and. You know, says you're the love of my life and all this other stuff, and kind of, and then makes them look nice and sends them off to these people. So he basically helps people be more, more romantic. That's his whole job. And uh, Chris Pratt's his boss there, who's actually quite a funny, you know, secondary character in this film. But uh, anyway, his OS as it's evolving, it doesn't just you read his email and everything. Obviously, they she becomes more realistic and has more human emotion, and uh, ultimately they end up kind of falling in love and having a relationship and having relations and all kinds of stuff in it, which Wait, is how do you, well, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, exactly. How they have relations. Um, there's a whole bit of on that, but, uh, overall the movie, you know, it really kind of boils down. The theme of it is kind of, you know, what, even though this artificial intelligence is so human like, you know, you really need to maintain your human relationships. It's kind of the, kind of the theme of the movie, which I like quite a bit, which I guess is kind of a metaphor for the current <clears throat> social age and how we're it kind of is we're yeah. more connected, but it, Never more but disconnected, less connected with but people. less connected yeah. in real life. Uh, Amy Adams is in this with him, and she's pretty good. Um, uh, Kristen Wiig has an awesome cameo part, which she's just audio. She plays this girl on the other end of the line that uh, likes to be strangled by cats during sex, and he's trying to have phone sex with her. It's pretty oh, funny. Oh, dear God. Um, but anyway, overall... Tom's really turned on right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, dear God. Spike Jones did uh, <laughs> Bing John Malkovich also, which... Yeah. I, I thought it was way a way overrated movie. So I thought going into this, I was like, oh, it's another one of his movies. It's kind of out there. I'm not the biggest Joaquin Phoenix fan in the world, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Whatever. So I had a lot of doubts going into it, but it really it really uh, did much better than I thought. It, it really uh, exceeded all my expectations, and I, I would give it two thumbs up because it was it was a good story. It was emotional at parts when you wouldn't think it would be emotional. The settings are really good. The way that they actually set up the whole world, the feel that they give, he gives the whole world is really mm. nice, and it, it really sets the tone for everything that's going on. You could you could see how this guy could fall in love with his operating system, right. as stupid as that sounds. Outside of the movie, you you could see how mm. a lonely guy who doesn't have anybody in his life could find this artificial intelligence interactive with him, and you know, sounds like Scarlett Johansson doesn't hurt either. Yeah, and uh, you know, you could see it, and they do a really good job of. Of just showing how that could happen with somebody, and like I say, ultimately, uh, the ending the ending's a little weak to me. I feel like they kind of didn't know exactly how to wrap it up, so they did it in this kind of weird way. But um, other than that, even despite that, I think it was a really well done movie. And I would, like I said, I'd give it two thumbs up. All right, two thumbs up. So now, uh, what's two thumbs the other up for her. Is, uh, Jack Ryan. <clears throat> the yeah. other movie I saw, Jack uh, Ryan. Jack Ryan was Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit with uh, Chris Pine, Kevin Costner, and Trap, Don, uh, Trap John Knightley. And uh, Kenneth Branagh as well. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh plays the plays kind of the evil guy in this Greatness. whole thing. I heard he was pretty lame in this movie. Uh, you know, I would, I would disagree with that. He, it's not his best performance, but, you know, he, he was, he was not bad. No, uh, it's no uh, Wild Wild West. 
yeah, nothing compared it's, to that. It's no Wild Wild West <laughs> for sure. Uh, brief synopsis of this: basically, uh, it's yet another Jack Ryan. Uh, it's like a prequel, right? <laughs> well, it's you know, it takes it's obviously a younger version of him than the sure. Harrison Ford version, at least. I guess the Alec Baldwin, maybe they were about the same it's age. Weird. As the movies progress forward through time, the character gets younger and younger and younger. So well, the next one will from, be well, no, it went from Alec Baldwin to Harrison yeah, Ford. Harrison, Harrison Ford was, was older. That's so, a good point. But uh, next we'll have Jack Ryan the infant. Oh well, and Ben Affleck, I Jack guess. Jack Ryan was, babies. Gotten, he has gotten yeah. younger the last two movies. Yes, yeah, so he has gotten younger the last two movies. Jack Ryan babies. Basically, Jack Ryan is uh, he's going to school in London, sees the 9-11 attacks, gets emotional about that, decides to join the military, uh, gets shot down, breaks his back and all this kind of stuff, and he's going through this rehab. Was, that, was that with uh, when he was in the tunnel in the middle of the desert and he had to fight his way through and then climb up? I, I don't know what you're talking about, so no. That wasn't it. Batman breaks his back. With oh, yeah. No, it wasn't that. To be in the, it was a terrible retelling of the story. No, it wasn't so that It's hard all. to follow. Go ahead. Yeah, Shut it up, was. It was, it was really vague. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so... Morgan while, is while he's, while he's being rehabbed, that's where he meets Trap Jaw Knightley. While he's being rehabbed? Yeah. While he's being rehabbed. Okay. He, that's where he meets her. And then he also meets... Uh, Kevin Costner shows up a couple times to examine him and uh, basically feel him out to see if he wants him to... But just as Kevin Costner, not as an actual exactly. Hi, I'm Kevin Costner. Does he, play the part, you. <laughs> does he play the part of the guy who was once offered the Jack Ryan role? Uh, no, he doesn't. Surprisingly okay, enough, they don't throw that. It's too in bad. Too Good. bad. But uh, so anyway, that you know, basically, Kevin Costner's in the CIA. Um, he's trying to recruit. He ends up trying to recruit Chris Pine into this. And uh, basically, he recruits him as an analyst to analyze these. You mean analyst? This. Accounting information to see what's going on. It's whole this whole thing between us and Russia, the U.S. and Russia, and which um, is totally believable. He nowadays. ends up going from you know, obviously being Jack Ryan the analyst to Jack Ryan now operational, just like he does every movie. Of Same course. thing happens here. Um, so we mm. go from there. So um, overall, I would say Chris Pine does a he does a pretty decent job. You know, as Jack Ryan, I I, I didn't know if I would like him as anything outside of just. I'd know him in Star Star Trek, and that's he's fine in that, yeah. and that's about it. Um, he did a pretty good job in it. Uh, Kevin Costner was solid. Uh, Karen Knightley was just you very know, trapped. Karen on. Knightley, I don't awesome. know. I'm never, I'm never really big fan of hers either. But she was fine, you know. Whatever. Uh, I actually thought Kenneth Branagh was he was a decent villain in it. Actually, I don't think he was bad. I don't think he mailed it in or anything. Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's not the it's not the most complex storyline. It's a somewhat realistic storyline. Probably not as much with Russia as other as other countries, but right. Um, it's it's an interesting. It, it's a fun action movie. You know, right. you get what you get. I don't know. You don't expect anything extremely deep and revolutionary with these Jack Ryan stories, in my opinion. So it's just another. It's a, it's a nice quality action movie. I'll, yeah. I'll give it that. So I would say, you know. If you're looking for an action movie, two thumbs up. You know, if you're looking for something revolutionary, you're not going to find how, it here. But, how does it compare with the other Jack Ryan movies? Uh, you know, the only ones I've seen are Clear and Present Danger and um, the other Harrison Ford one, which I can't think. Uh, There's Patriot two Harrison Fords, Patriot some Games, games and, and uh, Clear and Present Danger. And some of All Fears is the uh, Ben Affleck one, yeah. which I saw a while ago, but I don't recall. But uh, I do, I would say it's on par with the Harrison Ford movies, at least. You know, it, it's as good as... That's clear and present danger of Patriot Games. It's all about the same level, my yeah. opinion. So if you like those, you'll like this. If you like, 
you know, like I say, an action movie with some espionage and some crazy shit going on and some unrealistic action and all that, then you'll like it. You know, it's, that's, that's what it is. Whatever. Everything that happens in a movie is real. Exactly. It's factual. All the physics are Pacific, Pacific Rim, especially. Right. So I'd give it, you know, I'd give it two, not flaming thumbs, but I'd give it, that's recommended. It's I'd give it watch. two thumbs up. Yeah. It, not I, I don't regret seeing it at all. You know, yeah, I th- it right. was entertaining. All right. Good to know. So, on that note, are we getting out of here? Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. And that is the number at which you can call us if you want to leave us a question of the week. And you can email us at breakroomshow at gmail.com. This may not be the greatest topic ever because I just don't give a crap. And you can leave us a comment on anything we talked about or, as I said, a question of the week. Uh, everything related to this show can be found at breakroom.tv or popsyndicate.net. Find gas us on, on Facebook line. at facebook.com slash the Not room. at Gas Online. Don't go to not Gas Online. Not at Gas Online. Gas Online. No. Find us on Twitter at The Break Room. Find gas me on Twitter at The Mark with a C. Dustin's at the WS9775. And Thomas is at Naveed Central. Of course, there's always myspace.com slash the breaker. Uh, you can also find us if you listen to the show. Uh, tune in radio. You can find us on Spreaker. Uh, the RSS feed. All that is at breakroom.tv. There's I mean, a lot of links like, to listen to us. Divorced and times I believe if you're an Android user, we are now on Double Twist as well. We'll say we are. We got confirmation that we supposedly were. So if you're, if you're a Double cool. Twist user, you can find us there. Uh, do not forget I'll to listen to our sister shows, the 15-Minute Movie Podcast, the Hobo Shack, and... I believe the Cinema Diabolica is coming back pretty soon. Look out pretty, for Pop Cinema Stock 2014. That's right. Late 2014. Uh, if you shop at Amazon, clear your cookies, go to Brickham.tv and click on the Amazon banner, start shopping. Out, also, don't forget Vapor for Life. If you're just trying to quit smoking, try Vapor for Life. It's a lot cheaper and you'll think like before. It's the weirdest feature ever. Click on that banner. Uh, but the okay. best thing you can do is always go tell a friend. Go to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating. We'd really appreciate I'll it. Go out, and thanks to Vagabond Saints on Twitter for putting together our logo and American Rockstar for our theme song. I'll go out, Gasoline Night Thanks, PopSyndicate.net, for uh, listing us. That's right. Thanks to that mighty network, PopSyndicate.net. Or PopSyndicate.com. Or PopSyndicate.com, with a Y. Visit the forums. Can you guys yeah, visit yeah. the forums? Let's visit some forums. Let's, let's get that forum You guys forum requested the fucking forums, yeah. and there's nothing going on. You requested, and there's nothing there. Aside Come from, on, San Francisco. Aside from 789. DC. Aside from saying he's the only one that's posted so far. Okay, well, asking about barbecue. DC, Baltimore, San Antonio, come out. It's 789, leave a voicemail. I just listened to an old episode of you asking questions, so I'll call go in. out, gasoline, high Colon. Colon. Or call in. <laughs> All right. Out, go out, gasoline, high five. Uh, uh, nibbles by with organic guitar works that sips from caffeine beats. Funding for this program was made possible by the Corporation for Pop Syndicate Podcasting and by annual financial support from viewers like you. This is The Break Room. Man, we're already on Marcus 2, page 2. That's how many drops of you we have already. That just means you're gold. Glad you're sitting next, right next to that. Next to what? You're farting ass? No, it doesn't smell. Uh, it's just like the most godly, unheard of. At least it's not painful. It's a butt trumpet. That's been a problem. <laughs> Are we just going to play everything fart tonight for crying out loud? Before today, my asshole's been raw for like 48 hours. It sucked.
<laughs> People look at me a little weird when I come out of the bathroom when I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Scream diarying. Oh, <laughs> it's like the weirdest feature ever. You're laughing kind of hard in the back of that one too. I am. It's like the weirdest feature ever. God. <laughs> Any wheezy It's so it's comical how like wheezy it can be. I can do that too, though. I don't even realize I'm doing it. Yeah. God. I'm telling you, dude. I hope you save all that because we need to pull all those parts out. <laughs> Well, I stopped saving things a while back. Well, you need to save that. There's, I'm sure there's some gold in there.